Yes. You found this witness testimony about giving me the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth to help you out. Yes, I do. Could you please give us your name? Jeffrey Epstein. Is it true, sir, that um, you have what's been described as an egg-shaped penis? Or Sir, according to the police department's probable cause affidavit, uh, one witness described your penis as oval shaped and claimed when erect it was thick towards the bottom but was thin and small towards the head portion and called it egg shaped. Those are not my words, I apologize. But as Mr. As Mr. Creighton has stated, that this is a. I'm willing to. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Fistful of Truth with me, your host, Delara Essengill. We are about 13 episodes into this podcast, and uh, you just heard from the one and only Jeffrey Epstein, and uh, his, his Eggstein dick will be the topic of tonight's podcast about nubs and nubgate. But before we begin the content of our lovely podcast tonight, I uh, wanted to thank everybody for tuning in and giving me feedback. I've been getting some feedback from uh, Patriots Anons, both on the blog and through anchor.fm. So I am very appreciative of the input. Keep it coming because it helps me steer this podcast in the right direction, even though there's, I think there's going to be plenty to talk about for like lifetimes to come with all of these rabbit holes and the extent of, of this crap is just mind-blowing. It never ends. And um, there's a lot to say, but it's important to know what you guys want to hear. So I like hearing from you guys, and thank you for that. Also, thank you for the monthly supporters. If you um, go to the blog, you can see a support link that says how you can support this um, podcast um, for through Spotify. And I appreciate that. I also appreciate everybody who listens and shares um, and posts this on their social media and tells people about this because I have recently gained a bunch of different listeners that I wouldn't have expected to listen to this podcast. And I've personally heard from them saying they, how much they enjoyed it. And to me, that is the biggest reward of all. And that is what, that is what drives me to do this. So let's get into tonight's topic about Nubgate. Um, the Eggsteins, the Weinsteins, and much more. Let's start by talking about Nubgate. You know, Linda Paris and I have been discussing the Nub and what it really stands for. And it is part of what the Baphomet agenda, the uh, ugly, fugly goat god, the uh, dark Luciferian crap show that is undermining really all of the activity around this evil cabal and archons and demons. And, you know, basically you can just put it in the category of demon, but 
the preferred gender for this thing that they worship is neither male or female. It is kind of both and not both. And um, basically they, they want it to have both sets of genitals or in some cases, no sets of genitals. Um, I mean, it's just, it's a mess folks, but um, nubgate is a thing, you know, and among the many other gates that we've been going through, uh, we should probably talk about why this is important to them. Well, it's important. And when I say them, it's, it's all of them. We know who they are. And um, they, this, this organization and its members, let's just call it that because it's pretty far reaching are worshiping this God, this, this under overlord of the underworld, whatever you want to call it, Lucifer, Satan, whatever you want to call this thing and their image of it, which can be seen in many different, you know, Google search Baphomet, you'll see it. It's part of the Y horn symbolism will be their downfall. I have an article about that on my blog at www.delaraessengill.blog. And you can look up these different symbolisms like the Y shape horns and the uh, pentagram and all sorts of other parts of this creature are symbolic of their, their religion, which is satanic and demonic and dark and stupid, really. Um, but regardless, uh, the genderlessness, I should say, of this thing, um, or the gender bender of this thing, is preferred by these demonic entities so they can enter bodies that are genetically altered and gender bent um, because it's easier for them to possess. Okay. So it's a weaker body and thing because it's not made by God. It's made by, uh, um, well, I don't want to call it man, but it's, it's man-made or material made by demonic forces really is what it is. And using man, humankind is when I say man, I should say humankind using humankind who by their free will chooses Satan over God, you know, this is the bottom line of this is they're choosing Satan over God. And what happens to them? Well, some of them end up with nubs. And this nubgate thing is all about these genderless, um, let's talk about Hollywood. Let's use Hollywood as an example because it's just so easy to do and they deserve it because it's the truth. Um, they, they love to use these arconic, demonic, sometimes cloned, uh, but gender inverted entities, which look, talk, walk, and feel like human beings, but something's wrong with them. And it's not because they were born in a natural way with a nub or both sets of genitals, you know, like a transsexual who was born, um, born that way. That's a different thing, folks. This is genetic engineering that takes place before birth. That's what an inversion is. An inversion um, can happen in the womb. We can talk about it in some other episodes, but for the sake of this conversation, it's important to understand that people that are being genetically engineered to be genderless, to not be male or female or be both, and basically create a new species of transhumans by all sorts of genetic engineering that has to do with all of the things in our environment, from our food to our air, to our systems, to our infrastructure, and also um, latest 
well, it's been going on for a long time, but this particular vaccine and the morons who've taken it. Um, so a few nights ago, I did a podcast called The Dickless, and that's important to listen, uh, listen to because it talks about a few articles on my blog that talk about the, uh, the effects of the vaccine on the reproductive system of men and women. And, you know, the title speaks for itself. So now that we've kind of defined what this nub is um, <laughs> and why these people seem to like it, my God, um, we can now get into how Nubgate plays a role in Hollywood and how the Epstein uh, and the Weinstein are part of this nub club. That's right, folks. The nub club. Who are they? What are they? Why are they part of this club? Well, you have to come to the understanding that the entire entertainment industry is run and controlled by the spooks, the clowns, the CIA. Was. It was until very recently, um, and that's a whole other topic. I would like for everybody who's listening to this podcast to check out A Thousand Pieces, the best way to locate this film and watch it, and there's actually a discount code on the because uh, it's a it's a it's a private film that was made a documentary for the public um, made by uh, I'm not sure who made it, but Joseph Flynn is in it, John D'Souza D'Souza is in it. Um, they talk about General Flynn and JFK, JFK Senior, and they also um, Kathy O'Brien's in it. There's a few other amazing folks in it, and um, it explains the CIA's role in the great awakening, excuse me, the time of how the CIA has, is, um, under, you know, being taken apart by, by POTUS and how the, um, movement to shatter and splinter the CIA into a thousand pieces was started by JFK. And it, it talks a little bit about the entertainment industry, but there's another great documentary also, and that's called the century of the self. And that's very important to watch as far as the infiltration of this, these clowns into our, um, our society and our entertainment. So a thousand pieces and the um, century of the self can be typed into the search bar in my blog. And that way you can pull up quickly the links that work to those two, um, programs. But when you understand the programming and how the clown agency is involved, then you can understand how Epstein is involved. Okay. Epstein Epstein Island Epstein, or Eggstein, if you'd like, for the sake of this conversation, worked, he was a CIA asset. What's an asset? It's exactly what it is. It's some property of the CIA that they control. And um, soon as, you know, soon as it becomes useless, they, they get rid of them. But Eggstein was a CIA asset who ran a lot of the underground activities for the underworld that had to do with pedophilia, human trafficking, and child and slave sacrifice. Okay. So human sacrifice. And, uh, he was arrested. This was, that was one of the public arrests and, you know, hashtag the famous hashtag that, that kept going around. We all know that he's, he's, he was kept around for a while at least, or who knows if he's still around. I doubt it. And, um, through no suicide, of course. So the CIA, you know, wants to control their assets. So what do they do? They control through weakness 
and they create the weakness to have the control. So I'll say that again. The CIA controls the assets through their weaknesses. And at the same time, the CIA creates and or enhances or encourages the weakness so that they can have more control. And in this case, in the Eggstein case and the Weinstein case, and I bet you a lot of other these predators, these pedophiles, these sick, vile, snouted vermin, um, they have these deformed dicks. It's not that they're dickless. It's just that their junk is bad. I mean, you heard the testimony at the beginning of this podcast. There was more for the Weinstein podcast too, by the way. Excuse me, the Weinstein podcast. The Weinstein trial, I said podcast because I was going to do this podcast on Weinstein, but then I remembered the Eggstein dick, and that was just way funnier and more true to life than the description of the Weinstein prick. Um, I've got actually some names for them. I came up with these names for them. I came up with uh, Weinstein is tuba tits and uh, Epstein is eggplant face. Cause you know, he's got that kind of long eggplant shaped face. It just looks like, you know, you took like a flat iron grill and like, or a, a, a cast iron pan and just kind of, kind of hit it on both sides to make it long and then just gave it a good smack in the middle. And then just, you look at Weinstein's face with those pock marks and, and pig rolls. And you just, you know, you look at his tits. They look like, they look like tubas that were run over by a semi truck. I mean, can you imagine what it looks like down there? Not that I'm asking you to, but we are talking about it today because it's important. So let's get back to the nubs. You know, that's their weakness. Their nubs, their weakness is the dick. So you can see it in the video. You can um, Google or YouTube the video I played at the beginning of this. It was a part of the trial, the um, the Epstein trial. And you know, folks, you just can't skirt around the nub. And they'll do anything. I mean, that's their weakness. So they used them as assets the agency used them as assets by supplying them with women and letting them get a, get away with their crimes because they have a nub. And what's preferred in this Baphomet agenda? Well, of course, a nubbed, a nubbed creature, like this, this Eggstein creature or this, this Weinstein creature. And, you know, it's funny because you know, sometimes I can't believe that I'm actually sitting here talking about a nub um, God, have you, have you ever seen a nub? I haven't. Well, maybe I have, but it was no one famous. Um, but you know, this, this whole like Baphomet agenda and this whole, this whole Hollywood inversions and, and, uh, you know, these people like little man, Tom Cruise, you know, with his little cocktail wiener. I mean, Vienna sausages are so soft, like cardboard. But you know, in all seriousness, it's it's really fun to make fun of them because they just think they're so much better than us, and they're not. They're just they're not. They're they're just little nubs. And um, sadly, the, they are controlled through this aspect of their physicality. And I believe a lot of these things have been created. You know, this whole egg shaped description that you hear in the 
in the um, trial by the witness, by the, by the victim is not normal. Okay. I worked with these strange crimes before I ended up in Hollywood and heard about the even darker, stranger, you know, shit that's been going on. And, you know, I, I normally, you know, I have to be kind of vulgar here, folks, because it's part of the job, you know, when there's a rape or, and usually a murder in a, in a special victim's case, you kind of have to look through all the photographs and they do some pretty graphic photographs because it's a graphic crime. You know, there's no way to hide and talk around this. So you get to see a lot of really bad things, unfortunately, that you can never unsee. But I mean, thank God I've never really seen an Eggstein dick. I mean, it's not normal. I'm just trying to explain here from a perspective of a criminal um, attorney standpoint that has been exposed to this weird stuff that the things I'm hearing when I listen to the Eggstein trial or the Weinstein um, victims, it's strange. Um, so what's going on? That leads me to wonder how many more of these, you know, did, did Cosby have an Eggstein dick? You know, maybe he had a defective pudding pop. Who knows what kind of nub was going on down there, but who really wants to know? So, you know, no wonder these Lego dicks are going after the kids and their pedos because they're predators. They're controlled. They're assets. They're demons. They're vril vermin. They are scum stains and they are Jesus and God haters. So those who persecuted our Lord are the same people that are persecuting us today. So anyway, um, I wanted to kind of wrap this up with um, some of the articles that I have on my blog, again, at DelaraEssingill.blog, that talk about Nubgate, you know, a little comically, but they, it, we go into it. Um, I have a few that you can search for. There's one that's comical called Wookin Panub, um, W-O-K-I-N-P-A-N-U-B. That was uh, Eddie Murphy's old character, Buckwheat, for those of you who remember those days of Saturday Night Live. But there's an article called that. And then there's Nubgate, it's part one and two. Nubgate part one and two on my blog with Linda Paris. That's a great interview. Um, good topics there. There's also the Transhuman Agenda, a more, re more recent interview with Linda Paris, and she can be found at www.mcallistertvonline.com. And there's also a few other articles here. Uh, one of them is called No One Cares About Celebrities Anymore, <laughs> which is true. No one really cares about celebrities anymore. So let's wrap this up for tonight, and I will say goodbye in the next segment. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast this evening, A Fistful of Truth. I also want to thank everybody who is following the blog. The blog has, as of today, 46,333 followers. So thank you, everyone who is writing me from around the world and giving your feedback. It's so important to me. I'm sorry if I don't get back to everybody. It's almost impossible for me to get back to everybody, but I try my best. And also, um, today, the blog hit over 600,000 600, views and some change. And I think that's really important because the information is free and the, um, the, the effort that has gone into the daily reporting with the group of Anons I work with, just want to thank everybody who has been doing that. And we have changed the format of this blog because a lot of the information, and I'm talking about Delara Essengill.blog, not the podcast. A lot of the information 
is already out there and you can search the blog for all the past topics. And there's actually a, um, article for newbies as well. Type in newbies. You can pass that along to friends that are newer to this information. We're not hitting over the head with, you know, um, the harder stuff first. We're getting them introduced to the, you know, the Epstein phases and that stuff that we learned first. So thank you for tuning in and, uh, where we go one, we go all. Bin an